acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was wooden. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, Ben, I got a question for you. Shoot. So let's say you're restoring a, cr- a classic. Classic car. Classic car, of course. Yeah. And uh, you got the option at this point. You know, you just started. You pulled it in your garage. You got the option. Should you keep everything original or should you update everything? Ooh. That's a good question, Scott. Original uh, or modern? Original or modern. Ooh, that's a tough question. I might lose some friends if well, I answer this. I'll tell you what. Let's wait until the end. You can okay. decide after we get to the very end of this. But uh, So anyways, first, welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. Yes, you're Scott. I'm Ben Bolin. And uh, today we are covering one of the most divisive debates. Yeah. In the restoration world, extremely polarizing topic today on uh, on resto modding, and that's the uh, the coin or the term that's been coined um, for taking an old classic vehicle and basically making it a a new vehicle underneath the skin. Yeah. So here's the here's the the primary difference. Let's say you have a, a beautiful 1950s car, right? Sure. And you have within your means uh, the ability to restore it to its original condition. Now, we're talking original parts, mm-hmm. original system. Got it. Uh, or you have the ability to take advantage of the numerous mechanical innovations that have occurred between 1950 and 2012 mm-hmm. and replace some stuff. Like maybe you want to have a different transmission system. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to have um, an overdrive transmission. Maybe you want to uh, upgrade your drive shaft. There, there are some things you can do. Sure. I mean, it goes way beyond that, Ben. There's a, there's, I mean, you can do engines. You can do, you mentioned transmissions already. Mm. You can do exhaust systems. Yeah. Brakes are a huge one. Oh, yeah. Uh, brakes have been upgraded every, it seems like every year. Um, suspension parts. There's, you know, lighter wheels, better tires, safety glass. I mean, that's a big one right there. Safety glass. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the, the idea here is that, you know, and this, this is going to, you know, it, it angers anybody that's a purist. Anybody that is, uh, you know, 
mm-hmm. all about, you know, this car's got to be original right down to the last nut and bolt. No and ifs, ands, or buts. Exactly. I'm putting the original uh, type of belt that they made for this vehicle on the car and the original tires, no matter what they cost, I'm going to go get them, right. even if they're skinny and tall and uh, prone to blowouts. Yeah, and now, Scott. Now, don't, oh, wait, wait. I don't want to dis. I don't want to. Yeah. Don't, don't think you got out of this because I'm going to ask you the same question at the mm-hmm. end of the show, too. Okay. Uh, so I, I I think that we're doing an okay job setting up the difference. Now, the purist, I am going to say, in in defense of the uh, in defense of the purist side of the debate, mm-hmm. uh, thank God that there are purists around because otherwise we wouldn't have any of these cars to begin with. Yeah, we'd have no true original classics. And you know, when we go to we talk about um, you know the the Concours. Mm-hmm. Concours is taking a car back to original showroom Absolutely, condition, or yeah. even slightly better, really. Yeah. Uh, but but original showroom condition—that's nothing aftermarket. That's nothing additional. You know, you're not upgrading anything that that wasn't supposed to be there originally. Oh, and we're talking about the Concours d'Elegance. You yeah. Can check out our podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah we got a, a series on that, or, or, or rather, a podcast. But um, and and you know what? There's also a point too here, and I, I need to say this. I think early on that. Yeah. You know, let's say that you are going to do that restoration, and there's a car that you've got. It's completely original when you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of good parts, and you're close. It's close to being. You know, it's like it's one way or the other. Yeah. Let's say you got another one that's really kind of ratted out. You know, the motor's falling apart, the sure. brakes, everything is just rusty, and yeah. uh, the interior's shredded up, and you know, you, mm-hmm. you just the windows broken, the trunks are ratness. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a point. You know, you can decide to take that all back to original. Mm-hmm. See a car like that, you may want to do some resto modding on because it's far away from its original condition right yeah. something that's really close to original condition there may be it may be easier to take mm. it back to original than it would be to you know upgrade the engine say or or to complete you know completely put on a new set of brakes like a, a new brake system complete yeah. um so I, I think that there's you know there, there are places where you know people find like i'm gonna uh, stepping off places where they can say like I'm, i'd rather do it this way because i'm so close to it here yeah, and let's be realist about this too. A lot of this could defend could depend on budget. I love the example of a bar find, a barn find that's already pretty close to utter destruction, right? Were you, were you gonna say a bar fight? I was gonna say a bar fight. You love a bar fight? I love a good bar fight. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were, yes. Uh, mainly because, well, you know. Yeah, I know. Uh, I retired undefeated. Shady past. Shady checkered past. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yes, uh, Barn finds, not bar fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really does depend on the condition of the vehicle, the aims of the owner, and the money involved. Because if you if you find like a, um, well, just for the the all shucks of it, if you find an MG that that's an excellent car, but it's in really rough condition, mm-hmm. um, you may be in a at some point you may be in a tough spot if you want to do all original restoration. The cost would be tremendous and no matter how much money you pay, in some cases with older cars, they're just not parts available. Yeah, you and I know about uh, rusty MGs. Yeah, yeah. We, take a look at our Facebook page. You'll <laughs> see some photos of a uh, of a car that would maybe uh, be better off resto modded at this point. Yeah, yeah. You'll yeah. You'll, you'll see what we're dealing with. Anyways, um, yeah, so, so let's. Okay, I think we've done a good job in saying that you know there's there's a place for original, there's a place for resto modding, mm-hmm. and uh, honestly, this at one time. 
I think resto mods were really, really frowned upon. I think mm-hmm. that people uh, looked down at people that took, you know, that put a new crate engine into, or a newer engine, because they didn't really have crate engines, so, right, you know, right, so to speak. Right. Yeah. Um, but they would take, like, a newer engine and, uh, and put it in an older vehicle. And I think people thought, you know, a little bit less of that person for doing something like that instead of keeping it original. But now I think that it's gaining popularity. I think it's getting a, a foothold in the, you know, the hot riding community that, you know, people are saying, like, well, why not resto mod, you know, that vehicle? That's, yeah. uh, that's, that's, definitely the way to go it's just getting a lot of credibility at this point and it's and, a natural fit too yeah and and you know when you look at this i mean here's the reasons that they give for resto modding mm-hmm. um or, or making a resto mod um is basically you know primarily for performance mm-hmm. or for safety mm-hmm. uh, but occasionally it's also done for drivability or for comfort you know for rider comfort right um but you know what's not to like about a car that's you know a little bit safer a little more reliable maybe even faster mm-hmm. uh can stop better yeah. so i mean i've got a, i've got a list here a short list but i mean you know why not put a bigger engine in a car that is you know like a little heavier slow or why not you know you know, put better brakes on a car that's extremely heavy or that you've just, you know, let's say you put that engine in mm-hmm. and it's a far faster vehicle and it's heavier up front. Yeah. You probably want bigger brakes. Yeah. Why not put on disc brakes? You know, because there's some fantastic disc brake systems you can buy for cars that, you know, originally were equip- equipped with drum Drums. brakes. Yeah. Um, or a cooling system for a car that always is prone to overheating. You know, that, that yeah. no matter when you get in stop traffic, it's going to overheat. Why not get a, you know, a 2000... 12 or 13 mm-hmm. uh, cooling system put in that car. Why not do it? And here's the part where some people who are more on the purer side might say it's a slippery slope there mm-hmm. because let's say you make those those modifications. Mm-hmm. Those sound like they're roughly divided into performance and safety mods, right? So we've got a bigger engine, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just like that children's book if you give a mouse a cookie. Mm-hmm. You know that one? Yeah. So uh, that it starts with the bigger engine, which leads to needing more brakes, which already is kind of broken the seal on on our modification stuff here, right? Yep. And so the next thing is, well, you know, I did some necessary stuff. I sure would like serious radio or something, you know? <laughs> okay, I see so, what you're so, but, but I... You know, it's I, funny. I see you, both sides of you it. You go to a hot rod show, you may see a hot rod with a nav system in it or something like yeah, that. You yeah. know, I mean, it's not unusual to see that. You know, that, that you'll find like a modern radio that's maybe hidden in the glove box mm-hmm. with the original in its original place. Yes. Um, you know, there's a lot of different levels to this. And some people, now I mentioned safety is another one. Right. And drivability. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of these classic cars, a lot of them were really good at going straight and fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them weren't very good at steering or turning. <laughs> and uh, you know, taking any kind of corner. So you okay. know, you put a new modern suspension under the car. Sure. Um, you put a uh, a better steering system into the car, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, suddenly you can make that turn. You know, going a little bit faster than you could have if you had the original equipment. Definitely, and that's a safety issue. But what about this? What about seatbelts? A lot of cars, you know, were built without seatbelts or only had lap belts. Yes. Um, you know, they don't have airbags. I guess Ooh. that could be an upgrade. I don't think that's really a typical upgrade. But um, let's say they put in seatbelts. Right. And, uh, you know, just for safety. And you want to take your family out to get ice cream in the thing on Saturday morning or whatever, Sunday afternoon. Um, that, to me, seems like a perfectly reasonable upgrade to a vehicle if you're going to drive it on, you know, local streets, wherever. Ooh. I mean, out in the country, on the highway, whatever. Um, why not put three-point seatbelts in? Now, I think that's a good point. I'm going to go a step further with this one, mm-hmm. Scott, and I'm going to say that, of course, now you and I always may go out of our way to say that if it's somebody's car that they own and if it's their money, 
then they should do what they will as long as they're not, you know, hurting people or just drop-kicking puppies. Yeah, why not? As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But uh, the, one of the points that, that comes out of this is that, of course, if it's your car and you want it to be original, then by all means do so. However, if it's your daily driver, you should start thinking about this. I think that if you're – I think there's a world of difference between – Owning a car that you take out once every four to six months for a car show and then owning a car that you drive every weekend. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the, the statistically, the odds of needing that safety equipment, which is the nicest way I'm going to say it, increase. Or even a daily driver. Yeah, a lot of people will use these for daily drivers sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Ben, that comes right down to, I mean, if you want to... Think about like the electrical systems in some cars. Yeah, good point. Um, you know, you go from a points ignition system to an electronic ignition or something like that. You know, something a little more reliable, a little more. Uh, you know, you're sure it's going to start when you turn the key after work. Um, <laughs> that's that's a better idea. That's that's a good idea, I think. Um, 
safety glass. That's another one. You know, some cars didn't yeah. have. I mean, if you go way, way back, Ooh. some cars didn't have safety glass in them. And uh, th- to me, that seems absurd to drive on highways now with the speeds that you know we're talking about right, yeah. without safety glass. So actually, at any speed. Um, it just seems like a good move. Oh, come on, Scott. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> and, the dis- and the whole disc brake thing, you know. Oh, one other thing. You know, we, we mentioned um, – I've got two things here I want to yeah, mention. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, the availability of crate motors now. Mm-hmm. I went to a, a show in – I was just in – where was it? Pine Mountain, Georgia, I think yeah, is the name okay. of it. Um, and it, down, it was down at the Callaway Gardens area. Uh-huh. And I remember I, I should have snapped a photo of this when I was there, but I didn't. Um, I saw a, a mid fifty Chevy. I want to say like a fifty five, fifty six Chevy. Um, had a brand new five point seven liter Hemi engine from Chrysler in it. What? Yeah, and uh, you know it looked it looked good in there. It looked yeah. perfectly at home. It was very open, you know, engine bay. It was a white vehicle. Had this. It looked very small inside, you know, inside mm-hmm. that engine bay. Did you talk to the? Uh, owner? I did not because I was quickly going. It was about 125 degrees in this tent that they were in. Oh yeah. And I was just trying to get out. We were just making one quick pass of this, of this one area, and yeah. I was trying to get out of there. And um, again, I wish I had talked to the guy, or wish I had snapped a photo even. But um, he had the hood up, and you could see this, this, you know, this new engine in there. Obviously new, or at least within a couple of years new. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can imagine that, you know, aside from that engine, he's got a lot of other new parts underneath that vehicle. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, it looked, if, if he had shut the hood, mm-hmm. I would never know that that wasn't an original 1955 Chevy that had everything original underneath the skin. Um, but, you know, just because he had the hood open, I, I was able to spot that. I mean, anybody could spot that. That was easy. Yeah. Now, we we uh, both spent some time looking at some beautiful resto mods on the Internet now, you can find some of these yourself if you want to look around. Or if you're on the fence, let's say you own a sweet Camaro mm. and you're thinking, what should I do with this? Should I should I stay uh, faithful to the original time and place in which it was built? Or should I pull a Bionic Man, rebuild it a little faster and stronger? Um, and I'll tell you, honestly... Just looking at these photographs, uh, some of which I'm showing you, Scott. Mm-hmm. Just looking at these photographs as I um, as I was doing this research, I got sold on resto mods, man. If I if I owned something, now if I owned a museum piece like a Model A or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to resto mod that. I mean, that's so that's so old anyway that the technology doesn't really. That's in the connect. antique. That's antique era. Yeah, that that like to quote Indiana Jones, it belongs in a museum. Yeah, and um, but these these others uh, from you know sixties, uh, I would I would even say fifties, fifties, sixties. The one if, I saw was yeah. Yeah, if you want to resto mod them, then I would say the key to it is to um, work with some professionals who know who know what they're doing. There are some great resto mod studios, exactly, and, and garages around the United and States. And you know what? Manufacturers are supporting this now by offering the crate motors that I mentioned before. Yep. Um, you know, and you, you could buy crate motors from you know all three of the the big three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that you can buy motors from other manufacturers as well. But yeah. um, you know, the ones that, that will pop up on any any Google search for something like this. You know, you can find you know Chevy crate motors. You can find Chrysler crate motors. Mm-hmm. Even Ford crate motors. Uh, Ford is more of the uh, like racing uh, type crate motors, right? Um, but if you go for like a Chevrolet or a Chrysler, even um, you're talking like and they can be expensive. Don't get me wrong, because you're you know you're probably going to be dropping this into something that's you know a project car, like we talked about a, a toy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know th- these are like the you know the 
550, 600 horsepower cars that you know are a lot of chrome and supercharged mm-hmm. and you know whatnot. But uh, they use original, what they'll call seasoned blocks, which are you know used blocks, right. uh, remanufactured. Um, you can get them in any. You, know, you can get short block assemblies. You can get long block assemblies. You can get you know the the complete turnkey operations, whatever you want, um, and. You know these go these go kind of expensive. Some of them can be you know up to twenty thousand dollars. They go all the way down to you know like twenty five hundred dollars. Uh, depends on what you're looking for. You know, and the manufacturer. One thing that I did find that was cool. There's a shop that's building um, motors for cars like these. That they ship only motors, mm-hmm. any kind you want. They, you just tell them what you want. They send it to you. Um, again, in crate motors, and uh, you can watch them. You can. They'll document the process that they, you know, as they build it for you. They tell you what they give you in different packs, you know, short block, long block, or turnkey um, system. And you know, you can you can even um, decide what color you want the block to be painted. You can decide what wires they use, what color wires they use on it for the ignition system. Um, just about everything. And one of the coolest things I thought was that they photo document the whole process for you. This particular shop. Oh does. yeah, I saw these ones. Yeah. And um, they, they test it. They they test mm-hmm. it on video. They give you a DVD of the testing with your engine, your specific engine running, and a dyno sheet. You know, of exactly the the horsepower and the torque mm-hmm. and all that. You know, everything that they need to, to be able to give you, um, along with the purchase of the engine. And you're you're talking about like maybe twelve thousand bucks or something like that for for a full system. So it's expensive, but. I don't know. I think somebody that's you know really really into this and wants to get that done. I think that this this type of service is something that they're looking for. Yeah, and I can't um, <clears throat> I can't say enough good stuff about uh, Restomod companies because the ones that I've been finding, mm-hmm. the the ones that I really looked into seem to have the same conscientious approach. Mm-hmm. You know, to the point where um, you are continually updated. On every single thing that's happening in your mm-hmm. vehicle, and I think that is, I, I mean, I think that's wonderful. That's nice, yeah. yeah. Or you could do it yourself. Don't uh, don't don't you discount know, yourself. Yep. Don't you count do the uh, the DIY stuff because um, I think a lot of this is is possible. You take out the old, put in the new. Yeah. You know who else likes this, Ben? Who? Are, are you uh, maybe uh, this is maybe a good wrap up type I okay. thing. Okay. So, um, you have much more to say about this? No, no. I'm you're ready. you're pretty much sold on it. I yeah. Well, I'm ready for our question, our answer well, question. Well, I've got okay. uh, I got someone else who is sold on this. Who? Jay Leno. No kidding. Yeah. Are you serious? You know what? You would think you would think <laughs> that Jay Leno would be more of a uh, I want to keep it original, yeah. a purist. And I think in some cases, you know, he's got a lot of original vehicles, like that, his you know, steam engine car. Exi- well, yeah. That, there's what? something I want to mention here okay, later, okay. but um, um, he does have steam engine cars. He has all types of vehicles. You right. know, I mean. Wild to mild, you know, everything in between. And the the crazy thing is, and I thought he would be more like a museum collector. You know, everything has to be original. Sure. Not the case. I mean, there's an article here in Popular Mechanics from him that says he's a firm believer in resto modding. That's That's the title of the article. Does it firm, depend on the car? He's a firm believer. Uh, does he qualify? You know, I think he does. I, I mean, I think he's, he's saying here, he gives a, you know, a story about you know racing in uh, Coldwater Canyon, you know uh-huh. something that happened there. So this is a good article. It's again Popular Mechanics. It's called Jay Leno, a firm believer in resto modding. I think if you take a look at this, you'll mm-hmm. understand kind of what we're getting here. This is really this is the boiled down version of that. You know why why it's probably a good thing. Um, it, basically, it says this. He says classics are great. Okay, I'm going to just summarize this. Summarize. Really. Um, but you know they're they're fast, but they can't corner. Mm-hmm. Um, they have skinny tires. They have sloppy steering. They don't steer. You know they don't stop well. Um, they have very few safety features. 
you know, the original ones. Yeah, do, definitely. Um, if any, uh, they're prone to electrical failures and fires and things like that. You know, and that happens. I've seen that happen. Yeah. Uh, with my own two eyes, I've seen, uh, you know, like electrical car electric, fire. electrical yeah. fires happen in everything from a Ferrari down to you know yeah. an, an old MG. Um, all that sounds bad, but the, the good news is that it can be fixed and. Why not do that? You know, the the, the list that I mentioned before, you mm-hmm. know, if the car is hot, why not put in a better cooling system? If it doesn't yeah. stop, put in better brakes. Well, he's saying exactly the same thing in this article. Um, I mean, he's got example here of like, I think he's talking about his Ford Galaxy that, you know, it's got, you know, it's basically a new car under the skin. Mm-hmm. And he kept the original parts so he can take it back to original if he ever wants to, because if you do it the right way, you can just swap those parts back and forth again. So okay. you can take the old, the new parts out, put the old parts back in, and you're you're right back to original. Hmm. And you've got a, a solid body all around it. Um, but uh, you know, he mentions that you know it's not something new. Um, you know, you can you can go back all the way to um, you know cars that you know maybe they've upgraded you know, like a um, a generator or okay. you know, with with a new alternator or something sure. like that. Something that's you know something a little bit better. Our brakes is another big one. Mm-hmm. Um, he also mentioned that um, he's got. And this is kind of crazy. Um, he has a, a 1914 Premier, which is a brass era car that was built in Indianapolis. Wow! Yeah. So this is a long time ago, right? It was upgraded in the 1940s before they had the term resto mod. Right? <laughs> Somebody resto modded it. Yeah, exactly. And they uh, they, they installed um, uh, a 12 cylinder ignition system from a Pierce Arrow. So no you know, another classic, obviously, yeah. but they they had done some type of resto modding, you know, from this car from the, the brass era, uh, from a vehicle, that was a donor car in the 1940s. So again, um, he mentions um, also. This is another one here, um, and this is one that um, one of our listeners actually mentioned this and. Uh, a Doble steam car, and you mentioned this earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you said that he's probably keeping everything original, right? Um, he has two 1925 Doble steam cars. And we just got an, uh, an email about this mm-hmm. from a listener mm-hmm. that said, "Why don't you talk about the Dobles?" Um, <laughs> they, he, sa- he says here, Jay says they weigh about six thousand pounds each, but they only have rear brakes. And I'm sure that it's a disc brake. Oh, uh, sorry, uh, a, uh, drum brake. A drum brake system. He says that's insane. So he put brake drums on the front with Corvette disc brakes hidden inside them. So he took the uh, you know the dr- so they look like drum brakes. Yeah, in the so front. the drum brake casing exactly covers. Corvette disc brakes on this 1925 Doble. Oh, that's just uh, like a CD player in the glove box. A huh? steam car, yeah, exactly. So you know, he says now I, you know, he said the thing is I feel I didn't feel comfortable about driving them before. Now I can take them out on the road and know that I can stop because you know these again six thousand pounds. Yeah, that's a heavy, heavy that's vehicle a with two brakes. Yeah. Um. So again, it's Jay Leno. Yeah, exactly. And you know, that comes all back to the question: like, would would you resto mod a car? Yes, if it was my car, I would probably resto mod it just because honestly, the the fun factor, really I know there's a good defense for safety and there's a good defense for performance or comfort even, but for me the idea of resto modding is a car is cool because it makes your car unique. Mm-hmm. You can you can do so much more with it and um I don't know Maybe it's just because I, I like tinkering with stuff, but I think I think it's I think it's worth it. Again, if I had a car that I thought was too old to resto mod or um, that should be in its original condition, then I probably would try to sell it to someone who would enjoy it more. Really? 
because you then, wouldn't enjoy driving an original. I'd be afraid uh, of breaking it. Almost man. a museum piece, right? Yeah, come on. What am I? I'm not the Smithsonian. <laughs> I, I shouldn't. I, you own know, that. I'm, I'm probably in the exact same boat. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Scott Joseph writes in to us uh, on Facebook, and he says, I recently started listening to your podcast to and from work. I listened to the one about Ferrari and also the one about the history of the rotary engine. You mentioned in the Ferrari podcast that despite the higher number of production year after year, any Ferrari owner can be proud to know that owning a Ferrari is still a rarity. Wouldn't the same logic apply to rotary vehicle owners? Although not as expensive as a Ferrari, RX-7 and RX-8s are still pretty rare on the road. And thinking of it, there are quite a number of rare cars on the road regardless of the price tag. Acura Integra Type R, the recent Pontiac GTO. Just a thought, could you guys maybe do a podcast on these newer yet rare models? Thanks for the infotainment. Hmm, I like the idea. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's – the only question that I would have in this one is that it kind of depends on where you live. You know what? 
I smell a series. You know, I think that I, I think that you know here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. we see a lot of import cars. We sure do. We yeah. we have a ton of BMWs and Infinities and, mm-hmm. and Acuras and you know etc. and exotics. Yeah. And uh, you know if you go up to where I'm familiar with up in Detroit, mm-hmm. um, actually, I'm, you're you're more apt to see an American-made vehicle. On the road, and yeah. less, you know, much less import vehicle on the road, traffic on the road, rather, and uh, very few exotics. I mean, there's they're around. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but uh, just not with the frequency that you see them down here. So, you know, it kind of depends on where you are and what you see and what you're familiar with. Now, if you mm-hmm. go out into, you know, the middle of, uh, I don't know, Utah, yeah, and uh, you know, in some small town that has a population of 200 or whatever, um, what would be a rarity at that, you know? For someone who lives there, so it might be relative. Yeah, yeah. I think it's relative. But I'll tell you um, what, Los Angeles, man, they have all sorts of rare cars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and look at Miami. Miami's, yeah, a, no Miami's a, a hotbed of activity for stuff like that. So let's say that you know that's a good idea, and I think maybe if we do it, it would be something that has to do with uh, production numbers. You know, That'd lower be cool. lower yeah. production. Like, what about the Pontiac? Um, was it the uh, the Solstice, the, the hardtop? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. one that uh, the one that you know was barely made. They only made a few of them. Um, something like that. I never you know, saw one of those in real life. Have you? I've seen once, one time here, right in our very own parking in Atlanta, lot. Atlanta. In our can... own parking lot. Wow. And that was it. So, uh, also, I do like that Joseph, uh, Joseph gave uh, a pretty cool compliment to the rotary vehicle owners. Yeah. He yeah, said, hey, guys, good. you know, you've got, you've got a rarity. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Fist bump. Fist bump. Well, thanks for uh, writing in, Joseph, and thanks, everybody, uh, for listening to Scott and I uh, wax on about uh, Resto Mods. I'm sold, man. I thought I was going to be a purist about it. I see the purist side of the argument, but I think for me, um, I would really like to have, you know, I, I mean, I'm that guy who thought uh, the jet engine in the bug was a great idea. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know? I think I'm mostly original with uh, just hints of modifications here and there, like maybe better braking system. You yeah. know, original original engine, if it's big enough, if it's powerful enough, and uh, you know mods to make that faster or better, uh, but not maybe an entirely new engine. Maybe not an entirely new braking system, but you know, an upgrade to disc brakes. Something I see. like that. Okay, so um, kind of a middle way. Yeah, I'm kind of a middle ground person. Okay. So I'm Resto Mod, your middle ground. We've got to check with our producer, Casey, to see where he's at on this, and we want to hear from you. Please write in to tell Tell us what you think. Resto Mods or Pure Restoration? Uh, just give us a line on Facebook. Drop us a note on Twitter. And, of course, man, we love email. So tell us whatever is on your mind. Uh, write to us at carstuff at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was wounded. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.